Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Funders, how is everybody doing out there in the beautiful, wonderful land of crowdfunding? The magical place where your dreams come true because you can raise all the money in the world for your project. You know, that happy, special place. That place where I am somebody living in this land um, where I have a, uh, I'm a shopkeep. And people are wandering the, sh- the dirty streets and they're wandering in and they're saying, can you raise me money for my project? And I will say to them, yes, I, yes, I can. It'll be challenging. I will need ad budget. <laughs> you, you will need a great project. You know, you know this place? I feel like there's an HBO show around this, if I'm not mistaken. But I dream. My store is called The Bandana Boys and <laughs> we work on crowdfunding. And uh, it's an exciting, exciting time. Um, it's almost like the great, the, there's a depression around, but you're walking in and you're, you know, almost has maybe like a pawn shop sort of, sort of vibe maybe. Like you're walking in and you're just like, I have this project and I need money. And I say, let me see it. Let me see your project. <laughs> okay. I think, I've, I think I took that one long enough. Thank you guys for, uh, for getting through that intro, right? That was a longer intro. Um, so who am I? Well, I'm Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel. I'm the CEO of Woodshed Agency. Uh, we are an agency that specializes in helping uh, companies do crowdfunding, e-commerce, Amazon, equity crowdfunding, all that sort of stuff. So if you're a startup and you're an entrepreneur and you want to help some help navigating these waters, well, I got a pretty big boat and I will help navigate you. I am a captain of our boat. Um, but yeah, so, I, so what we do is we like to talk to project creators either while they're in the middle of a campaign or once their campaign is just like ended because we want to know what is the most up-to-date information on how to be successful. Like, how did you become successful for your project? We want to give that information out to the public um, because you don't need to read a blog from 2011 to find out how to be successful on Kickstarter. You need to know what's going on now. Um, So that's what we do here. So on today's episode, which is why you guys are all tuning in, we are going to be talking to Lin Yang about and I think I said that right, Yang, J-I-A-N-G, Lin Yang. That's, that's challenging. Remember, if you guys are regular listeners, the names, that, that they can stump me. It's just, it's not one of my strong suits. Um, but we're going to be talking about her Kickstarter for Crave Natural Food. We're going to talk about um, these uh, these oatmeal, pack, uh, oatmeal um, breakfast, um, I guess, breakfast oatmeal um, containers. Uh, what, how, do, how would I describe this? Uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's there. Well, let me, let me actually, let me, let me go back. So it's like a, it's like a little can and it's got oatmeal in it, but it's inspired by like traditional Asian recipes. So it's got like really low sugar, um, high fiber oats. So starting your breakfast off, right, right. Starting your morning off, right. With a solid breakfast. That's the better way to say it. So that's, that's what we're talking about. And the reason I was excited to talk now, 
granted this campaign raised about $11,000, 171 backers, but you don't really see breakfast foods getting crowdfunded a lot, you know? I mean, it's just not like, you know, it's just not the traditional thing. So I thought this conversation would be really interesting because again, this can show the power of um, what crowdfunding can do for not just the money that you raise. And we're going to get into this a lot in the conversation with Lynn. We're going to talk about, you know, all the other benefits that start to happen. So make sure you guys stay tuned to um, to the episode that's coming up here in, in literally like two shakes of a lamb sale. It's coming up in just a moment. But so what else is going on? What else is going on? So I got an interesting question from my mom um, Sunday. She asked me when I was going to start, um, when am I going to get some guitars again? And I told her, I have a guitar. I've got my old old 80s uh, Taylor, beautiful Taylor under my bed. It's, it's hiding. You know, but she asked me around, you know, why I'm not playing. And she did not like my answer of to what means. Now, I've talked a little bit about maybe potentially putting the band back together on this, you know, the Sugar People back together. And again, all the music that you hear here is from the Sugar People catalog, which you can go and find on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your music. Um, but, you know, my, my answer to that is it's challenging for me to do something for just fun. Like, I don't have that setting in my life. I don't just just do something for fun. Like I, I do something because I see a, a reason behind it. I see a, a, uh, I see a goal. I see an outcome. That's what I'm trying to strive for. So to just pick up a guitar, just to play guitar and just hang out. It's just, man, I just, I've never approached it that way from the time I was 12. I just don't think that way. I have to know that the reason I'm doing this is because, um, you know, we're going to do these five, five or six things with it. I'm teaching my son how to do it. I, like there has to have these, I have to have that. So I don't know if any of you guys out there struggle with this, but, but how, how do you do stuff for just fun? I don't know how to do that. Um, you know, even this podcast, I do this podcast for lead generation. I'm not just doing it for fun. I do it. For, so like everything I touch, it feels like I have to do it to do it at the, even today, once I, uh, I'm done finishing recording this, I'm, I'm going over to, uh, to the church 242 where I, I, I work. Uh, um, I used to work every weekend. Now I don't work every weekend, but going over there to fix audio stuff like issues because I want there to be an outcome. Like I want there to be, I want our, our audio to be better streaming. Like, I, I, like that's why I do it. Why do I still mix? because I'm still trying to get better at it. And my my ultimate goal in life is to, um, you know, potentially maybe, you know, again, this is if the world comes back and we have shows again, you know, wouldn't it be nice to like travel the world once my kids are out of school and stuff and, and do live sound at, at shows? Like that would be awesome. So like, that's why I keep my foot in the live sound business to, to, to not get passed by and all of a sudden, you know, so like, Everything has an outcome, so I'm I'm truly trying to find reasons, not reasons, answers as to why I can't find something to just do for fun. It just doesn't exist. You know, once in a while I'll have golf in there, but man, that's more stressful than anything because you know it's so frustrating. Um, I don't know. It's one of my big questions I'm asking right now. I'm, I'm working through working through this question, but. Um, but yeah, so we're on day, whatever it is, quarantine, you know, we're still all locked in. You can feel it starting to loose up a little bit, you know, um, uh, uh apparently we're on lockdown. How many are in Michigan? We're in lockdown until what is it? May 15th now, but I just can't fathom that the day, the next on, on May 16th, that it's just wide open. Like, Hey, yeah, I'm in a restaurant with 150 people eating. I just don't see that happening. So I'm, I'm definitely kind of intrigued as to what these next steps start to look like in terms of, of, of us kind of 
going back to whatever the whatever normal is even though i think the old normal sucks um but i hope everybody out there is kind of taking this time to to really self-reflect and 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 try to find the things that matter and are meaningful and um even last night i had a great conversation with a buddy who uh, was talking about how he's like really bonded with his older son i think his older son's a um uh yeah gonna be a junior yeah gonna be a junior um, how he's been able to, you know, because he's at home so much, be able to take the time to like really bond and, you know, lift weights and run and mountain bike and do all this, like this physical activity. He didn't even know his son was like totally into that stuff. That was a really inspiring story of like, everybody just make sure you're taking this time right now to truly reflect and look around um, and, and, and take these opportunities to, to reflect a little bit. I mean, I know I am big time right now. A lot of stuff's kind of popping around in my brain, but um but yeah, so a lot of stuff going on. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hope you guys are all staying safe out there. Um, you know, it's, it is still a weird time, and uh, I hope you guys, like I said, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, but okay, well, that's that's enough of what's going on in my world. So again, big outcomes, you know, to wrap this all up before we get into my interview, i got to find ways to just do stuff for fun. It's challenging. It's very challenging for me. Um, but okay, all right, all right, all right. I, I'm ranting. All right, well, let's go ahead and kick my conversation. Let's talk about breakfast food, right? This, is, By the way, this is the first time that my opening question really was spot on, right? Like, you know, and if you're a regular listener, you know what my opening question is, right? You know who it is. You know, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Um, so we'll find out that answer here in just a minute for Lynn. But for everybody else... Um, if you like what you hear, make sure you go to iTunes. You're a subscriber. Subscribe, Stitcher, wherever you're getting your podcasts. I don't care where you get it, as long as you're listening and and uh, and eating this stuff up. Um, you can go to woodshed.agency and listen, watch the YouTube uh, videos as well if you want to see what this interview looked like. Um, and also, got a new thing there too. If you go over there and you click the free stuff, um, you're able to search our archive and find um, snippets off of keywords. New thing that we're working on right now, you're going to be seeing more and more videos getting added to it, more and more. Uh, basically, I'm archiving archiving and um indexing all the content 181 episodes blogs um facebook lives lots and lots and lots and lots and lots courses all this stuff all kinds of stuff i'm getting i'm indexing all that stuff so that we have a huge gigantic library of crowdfunding that you're going to be able to go and search um so that's i'm building it it's up right now um it's definitely in a beta form but um that's almost ready to go um but yeah also if you're thinking about running a crowdfunding campaign at least pick a, you know, have a call with me before you do it. I'm not going to sell you on anything. Let's just have a conversation. Let's just make sure you're checking off all your, uh, all the things that you have to do to become successfully funded. Um, but yeah, so those are some of your things that I need from you guys. If you're a fan of what you're hearing, everybody else. All right, let's kick into my interview, right? Let's go over there. Let's, uh, let's talk to Lynn and let's talk about breakfast food. And, uh, all right, here we go. You move among the many breasted The red light's on. It's it's go time. We are now recording. So I start off my podcast uh, with this question for everybody. And this one, it'll probably be um, really appropriate. So what did you have for breakfast this morning? Actually, I just had a snack bar, but I got <laughs> okay. my oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. I want to be honest. See, yeah. Yeah. So most people are like, uh, I had a cup of coffee, but you actually, what we're talking about today is, uh, is for breakfast. <laughs> so uh well, let's jump right into it. So why don't you tell my listeners um, what you uh, uh, just finished raising money for over on Kickstarter? Uh, sure, yeah. So uh, I will introduce my project first. So uh, my project is called Crave Natural. It's a type of uh, functional oatmeal. 
that's not only low sugar, high protein, high fiber, but it also helps you achieve your wellness goals, such as improved energy, better skin health, uh, relaxation, and uh, brain health. So uh, the ingredients actually are scientifically validated uh, and designed by our uh, dietitians. And, um, and the oatmeal, the recipes are all inspired by traditional Chinese recipes. So they're very delicious. And we have some very trendy flavors like taro bubble tea flavor um, and uh, black sesame flavor. So they're delicious and they're really healthy and they can help improve your wellness. And, That's very uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. So where does sort of the start of this idea come from for you to start working on it? I mean, you know, how did you decide to get in the oatmeal business? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I had this idea when I worked in my previous job in consulting. I worked for um, the Boston Consulting Group, and I was just constantly feeling overwhelmed by work and um, felt really tired all the time. And I remember there's this traditional Chinese food, black sesame soup that my mom used to make me that always made me feel so full all day and just full of energy. Uh, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And, uh, and I know this food is really good for me. So I started experimenting in my kitchen and then uh, I brought it to my coworkers who all loved it. And I saw this as an opportunity to introduce something that's healthy and also functional um, to the market. Um, and then I later developed three more recipes in my kitchen, uh, and I wanted to make it more functional. So I consulted registered dietitians and nutritionists to make them uh, both delicious and functional. That's cool. That's cool. So <clears throat> what kind of starts this process though, in terms of it going from an idea that you take to your friends, right? Like, you know, it, you know I made this in my kitchen into like, I'm going to actually like focus on this and, and make a real product out of it. Right. So that moment happened to me when I got into business school. So I'm currently also an MBA student at Chicago Booth. Um, and when I started school during student orientation, I just started, I, I was telling people my idea the whole, all, all the time, everybody. <laughs> and uh, there's this one guy who is now my partner, thought this was a really cool idea. And he had some experience working with other people in Canada and China uh, about similar products. Um, so he wanted to get on board uh, without even trying the product. And, and then just... Uh, once I got into business school, I learned about all the resources there are in this uh, university ecosystem to support entrepreneurs. So I decided, all right, I believe in this product. People love the flavors. I I want to do this full-time. So I quit my job uh, and started working on this uh, full-time to bring this to life. That's really cool. That's awesome. So what was the confidence that was given to you to, to take that leap though? I know that that's a challenging thing for a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs to, to, to sort of, you know, to quit the job and, and to sort of jump into it full speed. What was it that, um, that you were seeing in terms of, of the product to give you confidence to, to take that kind of big decision like that? Sure. Yeah. I, I think there are, there were two reasons. Um, the first reason was, uh, I did a lot of market research. I, part of my job, uh, my old job was to do market research. So I uh, looked up a lot of uh, just health food companies and the market trend. And I see there's actually this white space in the breakfast category, mm. uh, in the breakfast food category. There's no functional breakfast 
food that's easy to prepare. There's functional drinks like smoothies that helps you detox or um, focus or like protein shakes. But um, people start their day with breakfast. And to me, and I, I also interviewed a lot of people, um, I felt we all think breakfast is really important to, to start your day right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw there's this, this need for this. There's actually a problem on that need. And then the second part was, so I hosted a lot of tasting parties uh, with friends and at school. Uh, I had about, so far, about 5,000 people tasting my product already. Mm-hmm. And they all love it. Oh, well, some people may not like, you know, certain flavors, but all four flavors get really, really strong feedback. Uh, and also did a survey on Kickstarter and people told me they absolutely love the flavors. Mm. Um, so that gave me confidence and just helped me to like know that I'm, I believe in my product and there are other people that also believe in my product. So yeah. I went, just yeah. went for it. That's cool. It's it's great to get that sort of uh, you know feedback outside of your parents saying they like it. You know, <laughs> like yeah. actual real people saying, "Yeah, I'm into it." So, how did you um, kind of come to the four flavors? Maybe you can talk talk to my listeners about what those flavors are because you know if they're listening to this on a podcast, they they don't know yet. So, yeah, walk us through those uh, the, your different flavors. Sure. Yeah. So I actually started on the oatmeal by calling them by calling uh, their ingredients with their names. Uh, so black sesame flavor was the the inspiration. So I just started with that. Uh, and then the dietation thought it was actually really good for, for energy improvement. Um, and the other flavor, so taro bubble tea was recommended by my old coworker. <laughs> my coworker um, learned that I was developing recipes and she was like, you have to do a taro bubble tea flavor. It's my favorite like Asian flavor. And I ask a lot of people, yeah, it's a really popular bubble tea. I don't really drink bubble tea, but it's a lot of people's favorite flavor. Uh, and um, the red bean flavor, uh, which is now we call glow oats, is actually a very traditional um, Asian food remedy, uh, especially popular among female population. A lot of my girlfriends in Asia eat it all the time. We really believe, you know, this food can nourish our body and help us detox and improve our skin health uh, and just overall wellness. Hmm. Uh, so that's a, also a traditional flavor. And the last flavor, which is, is now actually our bestseller, is called uh, is now the Calm Oats um, for hmm. calmness, help you relax, but also stay alert. Um, this one was an accident uh, <laughs> discovery. <laughs> I, I like to put soy milk uh, in my oatmeal. And then I thought, oh, why don't I just create a soy milk flavor, like a vanilla soy milk flavor oatmeal. And then um, we added turmeric, uh, cashew, and some hemp seeds, these ingredients to, to help you feel more calm, um, but also uh, stay alert. Yeah, that's awesome. It really feels like each one of those has its own special sort of vertical that you're you're going after, and you're really covering a lot of ground with those four uh, four first types. Right, and the four flavors are very distinct. Uh, and then we decided on the functions. It was kind of uh, so the, we we kind of did it reversely. Um, luckily, I did research recently that shows these are actually the top functions people are looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not the bottom function. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, 
So that was lucky. Yeah. But it started with the flavors. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Now what's the process uh, for a product like this? Um, You know, for like, I guess FDA and I don't really know what other things, but, but like, what do you have to go through in terms of process to, to, to be able to start selling a food product like this? Right. So I didn't have uh, any experience in the food industry. So that was my mm-hmm. biggest question. I did a lot of research and consulted a lot of people. Um, so we had to uh, make sure that we work in a facility that's uh, inspected by the health department. Uh, all the workers needs to have our relevant certificates. So I actually took a training and got the food safety manager certificate. Um, so did my partner uh, and my boyfriend and his wife all got fruit handler licenses. So we all <laughs> work on this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, make sure the process is done right. And the commercial kitchen. So we right now rent, uh, we're renting a commercial kitchen, mm-hmm. which has all the uh, food related and health licenses. Um, and once we uh, go to a co-packer, um, they will have the licenses to make sure that the products are good for retail sales. Wow. That's really cool. It's really cool. So what's, you know, through, through this like process, how, how long was this from start to finish in terms of coming up with the initial idea to, you know, doing a, renting a kitchen, right? Like how long of a process are you looking at right there? Um, so it has been a year. I had this idea in April last year, mm-hmm. exactly wow. a year. Uh, and I actually, I rented my kitchen pretty early on to just do R and D. I want to make sure that when I, did all the tastings. I was providing safe food. Right. Um, so I, I found this commercial kitchen in July, uh, June last year, mm. and just started renting it out, uh, twenty four hours every every week on a Sunday, whole twenty four hours. Uh, we don't use it all, but uh, <laughs> we've been managing, yeah, it pretty well, uh, managing the the capacity. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So during this, yeah, during this process, uh, this like last year, what's been the biggest thing that's kept you up at night? Mm, I felt the biggest thing was, um, why am I not making progress fast enough? I felt this mm-hmm. is a question that a lot of entrepreneurs, um, really, uh, in our heads all the time. We, it's, it's, when we're in this process, um, we want to see results happen as soon as possible. But in the real world, it doesn't work that way. You know, sometimes when we re- when I reach out to a grocery store, it will take a few weeks, a couple of months, um, twenty phone calls maybe <laughs> to actually start test sell in their store. Um, so. Every night there might be something different, but I'm always like, oh, I wish I can you know, get this done sooner. I wish I could get my packaging produced sooner. Um, but I felt like looking back, I, I felt I made a lot of progress in the past year. It's yeah. just, yeah, while I was in the middle of it, I was always just have this sense of urgency to mm-hmm. show some result and progress. Mm. But I felt like as, as long, like now I'm more, more chill about it. <laughs> you gotta, uh, it's, you have to uh, eat some of the one oatmeal, right? Like the, the <laughs> oatmeal, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta eat more of that. <laughs> right, right. So that helps a lot, actually. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I feel it's, I, I just work on this every day and make sure that um, everything is done right. 
and try to focus on the process instead of the result. And results happen naturally. So recently, actually yesterday, I just heard from Whole Foods who, uh, who are really interested in our product and want to move to the second round of the product review. Um, so I felt pretty hopeful about that. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. So, Thank you. You, know, you know, one of the things too, I think, you know, in the entrepreneur world, when you're putting a product together is how do you manage knowing what you don't know? Right. Like, so, you know, you know, I, 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 I can speak for myself. I I'll just, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll Google it. I'll learn about it. But like at some point you probably got to find experts, even in like going into big box retail, like you're mentioning, like navigating the, the whole foods water, the Costco waters, the Kroger waters, whatever it might be. How do you guys, how do you sort of manage when you know you need help and when you can do it yourself? Right. Um, so that's a really good question. I'm still learning about this. Mm-hmm. I felt the I always try to learn as much as I can by myself first before I try to find anyone to talk to. Um, and what, so I, if I have a question that I think that needs just experts like food compliance, what kind of mm-hmm. claims we need, we, we can or cannot put on the packaging, that kind of thing. I have to go to an expert. Um, yeah. If there's like some industry experience, uh, things such as how do I approach uh, a grocery store? How do I approach a distributor, which happens first? Um, these type of things, there aren't really many answers on the internet. Uh, I would do some digging first myself, trying to see if I can find their information um, and basically just code call or uh, learn by doing myself. And then uh, I always try to talk to people, <laughs> other mm-hmm. food entrepreneurs, um, people that have a, a lot of experience in the industry. Uh, I have a couple of really good mentors um, that has um, given me a lot of advice in terms of that. So, my men- so uh, one of my mentors was the founder of Prayer City Bakery. The uh, bakery product is seeing all the uh, walking stores. So he give he has given me a lot of advice on how to find a co-packer how to find a distributor. Um, but I, I need to do the research myself. So yeah. I think that's the, that's the line. Like if I can do this myself, I will try to learn and do as much as I can. Sure. Uh, and then sure. bring questions to the people that uh, yeah. I can consult. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> um, so where does running a Kickstarter campaign start to fit into this equation um you know because a food product is typically not what you see on kickstarter a lot um and you don't typically see a lot of them successful which is one of the reasons i reached out because i always i'm always fascinated by uh, a food product that's successful so where does this start to fit into the narrative of like hey we should do kickstarter for, for our product sure yeah that's a really good question um so it's the the main motive actually the first motive was to um see if we can actually get traction outside uh, of the demo events we get, uh, if we can get traction online um, from just average consumers. So to, to really test the product idea, that was our, our like very first uh, reason to run a Kickstarter campaign. And then another reason why we did it during this period of time, February to uh, early April, 45 days was um, because I'm also in a startup competition um, at University of Chicago. 
So we're competing this spring right now. Uh, and I wanted to show some momentum we, we got. And especially after the lockdown, it's just really hard to, to do some testing and show momentum. Uh, so I thought Kickstarter is actually uh, a really good way to, um, to show that people are just buying this idea without even trying the product. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, it was really helpful for me to gather some feedback and data from uh, these backers. Very cool. Very cool. So we haven't really mentioned this yet, but um, so your campaign raised over 10 grand. So you hit your goal. Um, you had about 171 backers. So you had, which is, I think I would agree. I would say that that's a good number in a food product. I, the 171 backers is what I would be like, wow. You know, again, without testing it, without, and again, a little bit of a square peg round hole on the platform itself. Um, so you guys still did really well. So what was some of the metrics maybe that you were looking for, um, internally before you hit the launch button? Was there like a social media follower count you wanted to hit? Was there emails that you wanted to have? What was happening, you know, before you launched to become successful? Like what was some of the metrics you might've been looking for? Um, uh, before we launched the campaign, the main goal is to get feedback from the, from the backers. Uh, which was uh, which I, I achieved. So I sent out surveys and got a really high response rate and a lot of uh, verbal quality f- feedback uh, about the product and suggestion from backers. So that was a goal that's achieved. Another goal was to get more yeah social media followers and mm-hmm. website visitors. Um, so I, we kind of overachieved that goal. We barely had any social media followers before because I didn't really have time to create uh, uh, to 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 invest in social media. Uh, now I started generating more interesting content because we have a nice like, little community on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a, another thing is uh, after I launched the Kickstarter campaign, we attracted a lot of backers to our website. So mm-hmm. the website product, so we're selling our old products on our website at the time. And then they were, they sold out really quickly because <laughs> after people back the campaign, they would check our website <laughs> and buy some products so that boosted our sales too. Um, yeah. And then our old product sold out uh, and the Kickstarter started picking up faster because people wanted to really bring this to life um, and get more products. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and you might've just answered this question, but what was, <laughs> was there something that happened in the middle of the campaign that was like completely out of the ordinary or was there a country that supported this that you weren't expecting? What was there anything that you were like, wow, I did not expect that to happen. I did not expect to have <clears throat> a lot of international backers. So yeah, I have about 20 backers from different countries, uh, very different countries from uh, Mozambique, uh, New Zealand, UK, Hong Kong, Greece. Uh, so that I did not expect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and those people, like, without trying the product, just wanted to buy in the product and pay for international shipping. That was something that really surprising to me. Right. Um, another thing is I, did, I didn't expect people to be just so supportive on Kickstarter. Like after they try the product, they would send me really nice emails about how um, 
they are rooting for me, how they believe in this product and just encourage me to keep doing what I'm doing. So uh, that I think is something that's, that's, it's a really nice surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I always try to tell clients like, it's not just getting money. It's right. all these other things. It's like the money is nice. I'm not denying that, but it's about building this community and getting the support of people who like, just want you to succeed. Like, you know, that's, and there's that, that has its weight in gold, you know, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, and, and they're the ones telling their friends and, you know, they're the ones at a party going, man, you got to try this, uh, this oatmeal. It's, you know, it's so good. It's like, that's, you can't, you can't, you can't buy that. You know, it's right, awesome. Right. That's invaluable. Yeah. So, you know, so what did, with a product like this, what was some of the internal conversations around how do you present this on a Kickstarter page with photos, videos, you know, without somebody tasting it? How do you sort of tell your story, um, you know, for this type of product? Like what, what, what were you trying to achieve with, with your visuals? So uh, it's for a food product. It's hard to really tell people, you know, how it is without letting people try to try it. Um, we try to tell the history, the story behind these recipes and ingredients, the Asian mm-hmm. aspect behind it, uh, and also the um, purposeful eating, like food is medicine mindset behind it. So that's yeah. one thing. Yeah, uh, and another one is to describe the flavor. <laughs> we, I, I tried as hard as I kind to describe, we actually have the flavor profile on the Kickstarter page to describe what this taro bubble tea tastes like, um, what a lot of people can't imagine what a black sesame oatmeal tastes like. Mm. It's actually a really toasty, nice taste. A lot of people message me, I'm everything, like I love everything about black sesame. Um, those are the people that have tried maybe black sesame ice cream or black sesame milkshake from Shake Shack. Mm. Uh, so we try to just describe the flavors. And uh, uh, the uh, last last effort was uh, to really highlight the nutritional benefits of it. We put the nutritional facts there and also uh, described how these ingredients will improve your wellness. And so yeah. health benefits, yeah, was actually a really big part of it. Yeah. I, I mean, truly, I think that's where you hit a, a home run is just, you, you really walked a, fi- a, a, a nice fine line between those two things around health benefits and, um, and that storytelling, um, element on it. That, that's to me, that's me looking at it with my eyes from, uh, from afar. But, uh, so what, you know, now that the campaign's over, I'm sure money's already come in. You might've sort of, sounds like you might've shipped to backers at this point, but what, what's happening right now for this next year? Um, even though we're all locked away, but like, what, what are you working on right now to, uh, for, for the, uh, for your company? Um, I'm waiting the uh, packaging to be produced and I'm setting up a uh, next production process right now. Uh, once the packaging is produced, we can start producing immediately in our commercial kitchen. And I'm also looking for a co-packer, a co-contract mm. manufacturer. So uh, I'm talking to two contract manufacturers now while waiting for the result from Whole Foods. So mm. once that goes through, uh, if Whole Foods happens, we'll be able to launch in about 50 stores in wow. the, uh, around Illinois. Um, if Well, otherwise, we have another grocery store lined up that will launch in 10 of their locations. So right now I'm really just, you know, ordering ingredients, 
um, talking to food brokers to see if they can help me get better prices and uh, just setting up the production process. Yeah. Yeah. And what what do you see, like, like what's your next five years look like? Is this something that you want to be in, you know, just Whole Foods or everywhere? Or if I go into CVS, I'm picking up your product. Um, Are you doing like, all kinds of different flavors. Like what, what do you, you know, what's the imagination for five years uh, for what you're working on? Uh, in five years, I feel we probably won't be in too many, like in CVS or probably in a lot of natural food grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I hope we can be in all of the Whole Foods if possible. They have about 500 stores in the U.S. Um, and uh, I definitely want to get in the West Coast and East Coast as soon as possible. Um, and also I want to, really develop more products, uh, more product lines are under the functional uh, concept. Yeah. Like more products under energy, more products mm-hmm. under glow, and maybe another product line for uh, improved digestion. This is actually a really, really hot category um, that mm-hmm. I hope to get into as soon as possible. And also making the product more ready to eat, having different kind of packaging, um, so really to, to make the core product more robust, um, building different kind of products all around the functional aspect is, is my goal. Yeah, very, very nice. So um, I've been editing all the podcasts recently with this new thing since everybody's locked in. So we're going to do it's almost like a lightning round. I'm uh, just going to ask some questions outside of crowdfunding, Kickstarter, digital marketing. Um, sure. So so let's jump into that. So what are you currently watching uh, on the on the old TV there. What, what, what's, uh, what's catched your eye? I'm watching younger on Hulu. What is it? Uh, it's called younger. It's, okay. Yeah. It's about a 40 year old woman, um, trying to be 26 year old <laughs> for a job <laughs> and just living a 26 year old life. It is kind of fascinating. Even though I'm in my, still in my twenties, it's <laughs> interesting <laughs> to see. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe the wife and I will try that out tonight. You know, we're always looking for something new to watch. Um, all right. Thing. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, how about, um, how about like a movie? Has there been a movie that you've watched recently? A movie? I haven't watched any movie recently. Something I really want to uh, watch is The uh, Great Gatsby. It's, oh. Yeah, nice. on my list. Maybe tonight. Okay. All right. There you go. Maybe tonight. <laughs> uh, how about, is there a book that you've read recently? A book uh, might be my textbook. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't okay. read a non-textbook for, for a while. It has <laughs> okay. been just, yeah. All educational at this point. All right, all right. Uh, how about, is there a podcast you're listening to outside of, obviously you listen to all, all this podcast, uh, but oh, any other podcast that, that catch your ear? Uh, how do I beat this? Okay. Uh, how do I beat this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I, yeah, I really like that podcast. I felt it's, it's nice listening to other entrepreneurs' stories, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning. Uh, in the dark days, that's something yep. that can, yeah, make the day a little brighter. Are you uh, are you familiar with uh, the podcast Startup by Gimlet Media? No, not really. Oh. Yes, you. Uh, I, I, I would up. if I was a betting man, I would say that you'll truly enjoy it. It's literally startups journeys. Um, they follow companies around, they follow them through like, you know, raising venture capital, uh, the ups and downs, there's tears, there's therapists involved. It, it's, wow. it's, it's, it's solid. Cause it's, well, it's exactly what you go through. Um, so Sounds yeah, like I, I would strongly recommend. Song. 
Yeah, it really should be a, a, at some point. Um, and they actually, they just got acquired. Gimlet Media got acquired by Spotify. Um, oh, cool. About, I think it was like six months ago or so. But th- their startup podcast is excellent. I, I strongly recommend it for all entrepreneurs to, to listen to. All right. My last one is around, is there any sort of like um, websites you're going to consistently to like just learn about marketing or, you know, is there, is there resources that you go to a lot that, um, that you think other people would be into? That's a very good question. I, I'm just thinking, I, I go to a lot of websites. Um, mm-hmm. And so let me just pull up a few. I, I save too many websites. <laughs> a lot of bookmarks, a lot of bookmarks. Huh? Yeah, yeah, really. So <laughs> I, I, well, I always start with Google. Uh, yep. And oh, I, I, one really good resource I think a lot of people overlook is YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I felt there are a lot of really good YouTube videos about digital marketing um, that actually walk you through how like different steps is. Uh, let me find a really good one that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, you, YouTube is a unbelievable resource. It makes you feel like you could do anything like, yeah, I can fix that refrigerator. No problem. YouTube. I can fix my car. YouTube. Yeah. And, right, yeah. right. It's yeah. It's, I, maybe I can send this to you later. It's there's a YouTube videos about uh, digital marketing from start to to like really advanced and teaches you how to do SEO. I'm I don't really have a digital marketing experience, right? So yeah, As, yeah it was really helpful for me. Yeah, SEO is a commitment. You gotta. To every day you just gotta stick with it you know right yeah put it in certain words but uh well cool well where can people dive in learn more uh, see what you're working on support where, where should people go um if they're listening to this uh our website and social media so our instagram okay. handle is uh, crave natural food uh, food is singular and okay. also so uh because we're competing in a startup competition called new venture challenge at university of chicago so maybe this, if you uh, look up that competition, hopefully you can see us somewhere. And we're also in an incubator called Polsky Incubator, which is uh, affiliated with University University of Chicago. Um, Very cool. Well, if you yeah, if you do me a favor, send me those links, um, and I'll put them in all the show notes and in all of our social media posts too. So absolutely, um, we'll, we'll try to make it a little easier on people if they if they don't if they don't have the googling power. So, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll send that awesome. to you. Awesome. And what's your website again for people? Um, CraveNaturalFood.com. Awesome. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Well, Lynn, I appreciate taking time out of your day. Um, I know you're busy, got a lot of stuff going on, you know, successful entrepreneur, student, all that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, And you, and you want to watch a movie tonight. Great Gatsby. Yeah. So awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very cool. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I look forward to seeing what you're working in the future. And if, if you are listening to this, make sure you go check out, go to some of the links in the show notes and, uh, and support. Buy smoke meal, right? Buy smoke meal, buy some <laughs> product, right? Well, that's always good for you. Yeah, exactly. Start off your day right with a, with a good breakfast. So All right, awesome. thanks so much again for your time. Thank Appreciate you, Jeff. It. See ya. Bye. All right. How about that conversation? Really, really great. Um, I'm really appreciative of Lynn taking time out of her day. She's busy, busy lady there. She's got all kinds of stuff going on with school and uh, uh, and starting a breakfast company, right? 
Um, but it's a great, great conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you're a fan of what you're hearing, make sure you leave us a review. Go over to iTunes right now. Tell your friends and family. Whatever you got to do, help us out, right? Kick a, you know, you know, kick us up a little bit. Give a review. That's a big one. Um, everybody else, like I said, go to woodshed.agency. You're going to find tons and tons of resources there from our blog section um, to our podcast episodes to our free stuff where everything is, um, is getting indexed and archived. And we've got another big news here too. Also, if you go on there, if you want to join our community over on Discord, we've got lots of conversations going on there as well. Literally, we're everywhere. Come join us. Come be a part of the conversation. Be a part of what we're doing. And um, all right, guys, go get go get funded. And I hope you guys are enjoying yourself. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you all next week. Heart under your foot, sister of stone. Queen Bee marries the winter of your year.